Welcome to the Lifestyle of Reverence podcast. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm the founder of Koya. Koya remembers that everything is interconnected, lives a lifestyle of reverence, integrates the polarities of masculine and feminine, light and dark, and heaven and earth into wholeness. Koya honors the energy that moves outwards to the cardinal directions, to the north, to trust the physical sensation of truth in the body, to the south, anchoring your truth through doing your sacred work in the world, to the west, following the call of your soul to explore, and to the east, living your life as prayer. Koya also honors the energy that moves inwards to access your inner wisdom, inner creativity, inner sensuality, and inner light. Koya honors through movement, ritual, community, and pilgrimage, exploring the paths that point you back to your soul, giving you courage to enter the portal of possibility, to remember to remember. Our first series is about the call to create and that our bodies were meant to do this. We'll explore the themes of menstruation, pregnancy, hormonal cycles, and the value of lived experience in the body as a way to map the path of creation from idea to actualization. Our next guest is Kitty Cavalier. She is a full-time seductress, and in her world, seduction has nothing to do with manipulation. It's a spiritual practice, a way of life, and it changes everything. She's the author of Sacred Seduction, and to learn more about Kitty, you can visit her site, kittycavalier.com. Welcome. My name is Rochelle Sheik, and I'm so honored to be here today with Kitty Cavalier, and when we were looking at what we wanted to explore today, we're talking so much about the embodiment of the feminine, the through movement we remember, and how we can look at the maps that are in our body with the menstruation cycles, with the cycles of giving birth, whether it's to a baby or to a project, but that we can look at the way that our bodies cycle as a way to understand and be inspired and connected on the forever path of creation. Like we are always, always, always creating. And Kitty has a lot of superpowers, but one of them is her ability to create magic and to create and evoke a space for spirit to come in. And um, I'll let you hear directly from her a little bit more about what she does, but it's this art of seduction. So I actually asked her to talk today about seducing menstruation. <laughs> and, and she, of course, very like wittily said, I do it every 28 days. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, I want to thank you for being here, Kitty. And then I'd love to hear a little bit about what you do and then about how what you do starts to dance with this this specific conversation around women's embodiment, um, our menstruation cycles, and then also that like metaphor of whether, you know, because maybe it's not all women that are listening or maybe it's not women who are still, you know, going with their cycle, but like what it is in the body and then what it is like also is the metaphor, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me to be here because mm-hmm. I love talking about this topic, even though I'm not in the field of women's health. This is something I'm super passionate about. And <clears throat> so what I do is I have a business called Sacred Seduction, which 
reframes the experience of seduction from one of ma- manipulation to one of magnetism and that when we are truly being authentic, that is when we attract what we truly want and need and when we become repellent to the things that don't really serve us. And that in itself is really the seduction of life. Mm. And, you know, how it relates to this topic is I think that, you know, in order to be in real alignment with our desires and with uh, our truth, which really to me is what seduction is, seduction really at its core is truth, is knowing the truth about what menstruation and uh, the birth cycle and all of that is. And, you know, for me, I am definitely one of those girls who I got my period when I was 16 and I would have my older siblings smuggle me pads and tampons because I was so ashamed that I couldn't even bring myself to tell my mom that I needed supplies, you know, I'd Mm. around my body. And then, Uh, When I was about 24, I found an ovarian cyst, a really large grapefruit-sized cyst on my right ovary. And I used that experience to really um, launch into really finding out the truth. You know, the truth, it's like Dr. Christiane Northrup was a huge resource for me in that process. And, you know, she talks about that her work is about everything that can go right with the female body and really finding out the truth. And, and I learned, you know, I can, I can talk more about this if you want, but like, I just remember learning so passionately about my body and about these cycles from a place of curiosity Mm -hmm. rather than from a place of shame, which was so different Mm. than how I had been taught. And, you know, when I opened to the curiosity, it was like, Oh my God, God, this is like the coolest thing ever. And I became so excited to get my period. And, you know, I remember once being in a bathroom with a friend and there was menstrual blood from the previous bathroom user on the floor. My friend going, oh, gross, you know? And like, I was like, no, we bow to it. We praise it, you know, like, really going to the opposite extreme and being like, excuse us, sacred menstrual blood. We are not going to step on you. (laughs) (laughs) Because, um, you know, really in my own understanding of my body, I found it necessary to take everything I had learned from the perspective of health and really reframe it and really find out the story for myself. And that process really made the entire cycle and understanding that and enjoying that such a seduction. Mm. Well, I love this, you know, nature that you have so well as to bring like the theatrical and the playful to it, you know, and, and the deep, deep honoring and, and also that, that clear shift in direction to go to this place of curiosity instead of shame. And I think culturally, also liberating yourself from confusion into clarity, like really letting yourself learn, but then also like learning from your own experience. Mm-hmm. And so I think another thing from being a student of yours around sacred seduction is to really trusting the resonance in the body. And I think that when we tune into having shame around just even understanding how our bodies work or it's like natural functions that it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. 
you know, it doesn't feel right. And this idea to see it as like a holy practice, to see it as sacred, to see it, these things like that just makes a lot more sense. <laughs> you know? Um, and, and I would say another, another thing that comes to mind is just like this metaphor of just embodiment. You know, it's like sometimes it's like the way that we potentially look at our cycle is like, and the way that we look at our body is the way that we look at life. It's like, oh, it's such like, I'm not doing it right. Or, you know, da, 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 like all those themes there. So as we start to heal those in a real physical, practical, everyday sort of way, it's a pretty like existential um, shift. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, yeah. And I'm curious, like, yeah. Because you're such a, a queen of seduction, like what are some of the practices like around your cycle that might someone might be inspired to hear about? You know, we, we know about the Epsom salt bath. <laughs> I was saying earlier, I was like, you know, I was like, you know, like everyone and their mom is saying like take an Epsom salt bath and it works. It's great. Keep taking the baths. But besides the baths. Yeah. <laughs> you have walked into the right gypsy tent. A lot of ways to do that. With you. you know, like one of my missions in my work is to make the process of self-care really sexy and juicy and delicious, you know? And so one of the things that was really helpful for me in, in learning about my body was, you know, every time I would see a diagram of the female reproductive system, I felt like I was looking at a scene from the movie Alien, you know, like, (laughs) so frightening. And And so I went to the craft store and I bought pink feathers and I bought pearls and ribbon and sparkles and all these types of things. And so I made my own diagram of the reproductive system with like diamonds as like little diamonds as all the eggs inside the ovaries and, you know, red glitter glue inside the uterus. And that was really empowering. And I do that on a lot of my retreats when I teach (laughs) similar uh, curriculum. And to see what people come up with is just hilarious and amazing. Like this one woman, we were listening to Prince the whole time because he had just passed away. And so she drew this beautiful imagery of her reproductive system with like decal hearts as the ovaries and then wrote, I want to be a lover. (laughs) You know, it really is like making love. Like seduction always starts with the desire. That's Mm. the core center part. So it's like, how can we make learning about this part of our, our bodies and learning about really this part of our lives an experience of joy and pleasure and fun and really beauty. You know, that was one of the things that really helped me so much in reclaiming this part of my cycle was the understanding that like, you know, it's not just about my health, like, Mm -hmm. like loving and respecting my period is not just about being informed about my body. It's about understanding the depth of my beauty as a woman. Mm. Um, And One of the things that I do in my own cycle is, you know, my cycles are not totally regular. Like I have about a week-ish understanding of when it's going to come. But when it does come, I take as much of the day off as I can and I make it a spa day. Mm -hmm. And I do an Epsom salt bath. Yeah, (laughs) Epsom salt bath. (laughs) And it's like, 
after years of doing that, I've been doing that for about 10 years where, you know, the first day of my period is spa day and not all of us have the, like I work from home and I can be really flexible with my schedule. But, you know, another thing that has been really helpful is just re- being really public and open about the fact that I menstruate. <laughs> For example, going to a business meeting and bringing a hot water bottle and putting it on my lap, like, oh, I'm, I'm menstruating today, so I'm putting a hot water, you know, or like, to, I remember taking out a, a pad from my purse at a family gathering my cousin being like, what are you doing? You know, like so embarrassed for me. Um, but I think that living loud and proud, the truth of what goes on in our bodies is really the first step to actually normalizing mm. that experience, which um, after reading Women's Bodies, Women's Wisdom, you know, what I really, like Dr. Christiane Northrup, what I really found from that book was like hearing so many women's stories about shame and the physical ramifications that has on how it affects your PMS. Because, you know, if getting your period once a month is something to be ashamed of, that means at least once a month you're spiraling into shame. Mm-hmm. And of course you're going to have discomfort in your body and fatigue in your system. But when looked at as like once a month, my body literally puts me in bed, tucks me in bed. And, you know, like I remember too rewriting the story of menstruation in a way, you know, because like you can listen to it as like the ovum, you know, comes forward from the egg and, you know, and, and writing it as like, you know, the egg, the May West of the reproductive system <laughs> into the endometrium. And, you know, when the sperm come into the vagina, she says, come and get me, fellas, I dare you, you know, (laughs) and like really reframing it as just like, like anything else that brings us pleasure in our lives, you know, so those are some of the practices. (laughs) Those are amazing. (laughs) Loosened up the the, the tension around it, which has completely liberated how I feel in my body. I also have this amazing Mother Mary hot water bottle cover um, that I use for castor oil packs. So I highly recommend uh, getting one of those off of Etsy if you can. Oh my gosh. I want one. Yeah, they're amazing. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. And I really feel like one of the many golden nuggets in there is it makes me think of thinks marketing and they just say like for women who have periods which is <laughs> you know it's just like it's really really amazing to feel that liberation to just be honest and authentic around what your experience is and that's such a big part of your teaching and in, in seduction and then doing that there like it's just like that the rawness and then also the correlation to the releasing of shame it's like this is nothing to be shameful about and and the reframing and the tool that it is and that we have the ability to choose our relationship to it. And we're living at a time where we can be part of conversations like this, listen to conversations like this, start conversations like this to explore a way that our relationship to this very, very natural cycle that makes life possible on the planet can be constructive instead of destructive, (laughs) you know, that can serve us instead of disempower us. And I feel like you just, opened up it's like like put like these bright light like like if you're driving in the night and you can't you can kind of see with the lights but you can't totally see and then you do the brights I felt like (laughs) your take on this is like the brights you know and it's like 
<laughs> you know, so th- thank you so much. And um, I'd love for you to, um, to uh, share how people can learn more about you and, and stay connected and sacred seduction. And then I'll, and then after that, I'll end us with a little prayer. Sure. So um, you can go to kittycavalier.com and that's where you'll find pretty much, you know, all of my offerings, my most treasured of which is my blog. So every week I have my own seduction diary, which, you know, really like the, the understanding of seduction that we have is really kind of limited to lipstick and lingerie, but I write Mm -hmm. personally on that blog. And, um, you can also download a free chapter from my book, Sacred Seduction, and I would love to meet all the listeners of this podcast. Mm, thank you, thank you, thank you, Kitty. And, and I want to offer everyone a prayer and a blessing to take the seeds that were planted here and may they be watered with like perfumed natural rose oil. <laughs> and so that and they grow into the most beautiful garden of delight and to be present in this time where we're reimagining and co-creating the next um, perspective of our experience in the world that we are literally like rebirthing civilization right now that we can, you know, with these teachings that Kitty shared with us that maybe we could even enjoy a little bit more of the process and be authentic and speak to it. So may we all carry the medicine of, of this particular offering into, into the very big work that we're living into right now. Thank you so much, Kitty. And thank you everyone for being here for the Wise, Wild and Free podcast. I'm Rochelle Sheik and I love you. <laughs> To continue the conversation, visit us at koya.love, Q-O-Y-A dot L-O-V-E, and lifestyleofreverence.com for more information about movement, rituals, community, and pilgrimage.